This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus, and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast. My name is Simon Von Bromley. I'm the senior technical writer here at BikeRadar.com. And today I am joined by Ash Quinlan, Bike Radar senior technical editor, and Liam Carhill, our road and gravel presenter. So it's been a big week for news in the kind of road and gravel scene as Shimano launched a new GRX group set, a new version of its gravel group set, and a new cheap 12-speed mechanical group set, the 105 series. Now, Liam went on the launch for Shimano GRX and has brought home all of the lovely details whilst I wrote up the news story for Shimano 105. So today we're going to discuss both group sets. Liam's going to give us his thoughts on the new GRX and then we're also going to just give our kind of opinions on 105 and what we think that means for the kind of direction of Shimano as a whole. But before we kind of jump into that, lads, let's just start with the, the pleasantries. We'll have a few. I wrote down on the notes that we were going to jump straight into it, but actually I really want to know how you're doing. So how are you doing, Ash? Yeah, very well, thanks. Um, how are you, Simon? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're here recording this podcast today because I think these two group sets have been a, a long time coming. Do you think that's fair, Liam? I will be so glad to see the back of all of it. <laughs> I, I've spent too much time on this. But that's a good thing, though, because that means we've got all the information, right? Yes, and it means that the content that you read will be tip-top quality. Well, as always. All right, well, we'll just, we will just get on with it then. So, Liam, as I've said already, you attended the launch for this one. So tell us all about it. Where exactly did you go? What kind of riding did you get up to? And most importantly, give us the headline features for the new Shimano GRX group set. It was a very 
environmentally unfriendly press trip, this one, all the way out to Portland, Oregon, and then up to the lovely town, I have to say, of Bend, um, which had some fabulously dry weather. The whole place uh, reeked of pine trees, and it was just very, very nice to be up in some proper mountains. You're actually up quite high there as well, so I spent the whole time being short of breath, which <laughs> is great. Basically an altitude camp. Yes, yeah, for two days. <laughs> so what, what are the headline features of the new Shimano GRX group set? There, there's a lot to go through. Um, I think the first thing that people will notice is that there are three new names. Um, there is Unbeatable, Undroppable, and Unstoppable. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to what they mean in a moment. But um, Shimano, the other big news is that Shimano has kind of increased the range on its gearing. For uh, to not, I don't want to be unkind, but GRX of old felt very small in its outlook in terms of gravel. And SRAM easily beat Shimano in terms of offering a group set for pretty much every gravel rider. Shimano has not flipped that on its head, but they've kind of equaled SRAM right now. Um, so we na- we still have two by setups with a big spread of gears at the front. Um, and we have one by setups with a pretty massive spread of gears at the back. So the, the big news really in all of that is that Shimano is offering a 1051 cassette, which for Shimano is is, is huge. Yeah, that is an ex- essentially, I mean, it is a mountain bike cassette, isn't it? The part has just been ported straight over. Yeah, right out of the XT range. Um, so you've got the same cassettes, 1051 M8100, I believe is the code. I think so. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think, you know, so you mentioned the increased range there. Now, I think see, it has jumped to 12 speed from 11 speed as it was previously. That's that's helped them get a little bit of extra range. But they've also moved to a 10 tooth cog, haven't they, on the cassette? Uh, yes. I think when we heard this, both of us nearly cried. <laughs> um, actually, I, I will say, for, you know, just a, a hint of my review, the 10 tooth cog here works really, really well. It's very smooth in and out of it. Now it's also moved to 12 speed from 11 speed on the previous generation, hasn't it? But I think the kind of uh, the more noteworthy change, other than the extra cog, is that they have moved to a 10 tooth cog on the cassettes on a couple of the cassettes, haven't they, Liam? Uh, yeah. So both the one by uh, setups are using the 10 tooth cog as a starting point. That means that you're using a micro spline free hub standard. That means that if you've got wheels that you're already using for gravel, you're going to have to either update them or upgrade them. So, yeah, it, it will depend on your hub manufacturer whether they're upgradable. Um, for some people, that's going to be a very small change in the region of 60, 70 quid. For other people, that is going to mean a new wheel set or hub, which is a bit more of a, a bit more of an investment. Yeah, and I think you know if we think of previous Shimano wheel sets, the free the free hub hasn't always been swappable, has it? So you know if you had say I, I I'm I probably don't quote me on this, but yeah, there are certain older Shimano wheel sets certainly that I have owned in the past where the free hub hasn't been swappable to a different standard, and therefore yeah, there you know whilst you will it will as Liam says just be a simple free hub swap for for many wheel sets out there, there will be some where this might not be possible. Um, it should be said the kind of micro spline free hub is not a brand new standard it's uh, been on shimano's uh, kind of mountain bike radar for a long time and th- and that is essentially why as liam sort of said 
the uh, the cassettes have been ported essentially directly over from the mountain bike world. That also means that it's an existing format for brands like DT Swiss that really buy into the Shimano standards. I will say right now that with the uh, two by group set, um, beta droppable undroppable <laughs> this was one of the key considerations that shimano told me basically they didn't want to annoy consumers that would tend to have road wheel sets with the two by system so that's why they've stuck with the 11 tooth cog for that kind of group set yeah because theoretically they you know they they could have started those with a 10 you know, could have done a 10 to 34 or a 10 to 36 mm. cassette and then obviously with the you know, either keeping with the 4831 chain rings up front or even downsizing those to account for the 10 tooth sprocket, you know, that could have been a good way to have easily got a bit more range as, you know, the kind of the likes of SRAM does. But like you say, that would have also, you know, every, every time you're switching a free hub standard, that, that can add a complication for certain users. Yeah. So in a way, you know, that's kind of nice. And like, yeah, you might not get that, you know, that same range if you stick with, the, you know, the two by setups. But actually, you know, you obviously, because you have that front chain ring, you're also getting ex extra range anyway. And considering that range is always added at the top end, you know, as in you get a higher, uh, hardest gear. I don't know. We'll see. Do you think it's? Is, do you think that's something you missed? Do you think a forty-eight eleven two is big enough? Probably. Um, I haven't ridden the two by uh, the gravel stuff yet. There was only the the big boy cassettes, the the ten fifty ones available uh, for me to ride. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Okay. So. You, you know, as you said, you tested, I believe, the unstoppable yes. version. Now that is the one by with a wide range ten to fifty one tooth cassette. Um, just just to go into it now, the unbeatable is one by with ten to forty five tooth cassette, and then undroppable is two by with a tight uh, eleven thirty four or eleven thirty six tooth cassette. Now it should be, I think, it kind of you know this confused me when I read the press release. It's kind of worth saying that unstoppable, unbeatable, undroppable. This isn't like. 105 or Tegra Durace, is it? No, these are all on the same level. So this is, uh, within GRX, you have two levels. You have RX 810 and you have RX 610. And basically 810 is kind of Ultegra level and 610 is 105 level. So it's the same kind of story with them. Same tech stuff. You just have cheaper materials, which brings the price down, puts the weight up slightly, it's as simple as that. Yeah, and when on, and when Shimano says unstoppable, unbeatable, undroppable, they're just kind of referring to different setups within the same group set. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you find that confusing as I do, Ash? I find it unfathomable. Um, <laughs> and perhaps they should have used that as their opening tagline. Um, I, 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 when I read it, I, I sort of understand it, but I, I, I question the, the wisdom of calling something unstoppable, unbeatable, or undroppable. They're all very similar names, right? So you go into a bike shop and say, oh no, I want the unbeatable setup. You could mean, you know, you could mistakenly mean any one of the other three. So I'm not entirely sure it's the cleverest naming apart from, you know, the naming structure apart from having sort of a, you know, fancy headlines that everyone's going to be trying to work on for I've, this. I've already been playing. You've been playing with it, exactly. And I've just made a joke about it being unfathomable. The, you know, but that's the, I'm not entirely sure it's the clearest way they could have um, could have named it. I'm not saying that, you know, Jura Ace, Ultegra, 105, right, in any way linked mm. or sort of come together, but there's a lot of history behind those, whereas these are just names that they've chosen that sound quite similar and are a play on 
sort of on a similarity. So yeah, for the, I mean, it makes sense. I, I, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, it's not something I personally would have done. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com Spotify. TommyJohn.com Spotify. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I think they could have been a lot smarter in their naming. The adventure group set, call it adventure. The yeah. racers group set, call it racer. And the two by group set, call it Whatever. archaic Range or, or something. The point is, if you have to explain it using other yeah. words, you should have just used those other words exactly. in order to describe it potentially. Yeah. But, so but this, is, this is, you know, all over the bike industry. Of course. What, yeah. Can you tell me what the <laughs> iPhone 10 is? It is a phone, funnily enough. And, you know, we don't have any of that really in the cycling industry. We have very, very weird names for pretty much everything. Probably shouldn't dwell on it too long, though. No. <laughs> no, but I do, I do, you know, I do think it is one of those things where, you know, Shimano kind of, their ranges are complicated enough. And as you say, the fact that, you know, the kind of the, you know, at least, you know, 105 or Tegra, Dura Ace, like, Yes, maybe those names don't specifically mean anything, but they are kind of different enough and, and everyone's kind of used to them because they've been established for a long time. But with, you know, you mentioned it earlier, there are two tiers of GRX, but they're only really separated by product codes. You know, it's RX810 and RX610. Yeah. You know, that, that and, and as we've kind of said, they don't really tell you anything about the group sets other than eight is a bigger number than six. So I suppose, therefore, it must be better. But then when you add in this layer of complication as well, you know, it took me, you know, as someone who's, very experienced with Shimano product codes and, you know, Shimano's website and their kind of like catalogue. It took me a while to get my head around what was going on here. So I think for the average consumer, as you say, who just walks into a bike shop and just says, well, I just want to, you know, I want a bike to you know, kind of go on off-road adventures on. It took me a nine-hour flight to Seattle <laughs> to work it all out. Yeah. With the press release. You know, is, is your average person in the bike shop going to kind of know exactly, if you walk in and say, I'd like a GRX undroppable group set on this bike, they're going to be like, sorry, well, you know, are they going to know what that means? Well, I, it remains to be seen. As you say, we probably shouldn't dwell on it for too long, but it, it, it's fair to say that it's kind of caught a little bit of consternation here in the office. Okay, so in terms of weight, Liam, we're looking at 2,822 grams for a total weight and a price of around £1,500 
oh sorry, $1,500 or £1,349. Now, how does that compare to the kind of competition? I mean, or is there really any direct competition at the moment? <laughs> you'd, you'd actually say that Campagnolo has the only direct competition with Eckhart. That comes in, I do believe, at about $1,760. SRAM only really has a mechanical wide range cassette when we're, when we're talking about unstoppable it only has a wide range option at a lower um apex level that's 1020 dollars which is quite a bit cheaper but that is heavier at 3148 grams so it's also a little bit more complicated to put together an eagle group set that's sram's wide range stuff so yeah, a SRAM Force Access Eagle costs $2,240, give or take. So I think the acid test will be if Shimano releases a DI2 version of this new 12-speed GRX stuff. And yeah, I think well, we'll, we'll just address that now then. I mean, is there any indication about DI2? I think, you know... Shimano has shown in recent years that it's very committed to electronic drivetrains for the road, but there hasn't mm. been a new uh, off-road DI2 group set for a long time. And that, you know, that includes both gravel and mountain bikes. So is there kind of, do we know anything about that yet? Or is it, are they still tight-lipped? Well, this is the, I think this is the problem. We would have to have um, the mountain bike DI2 stuff come out because GRX currently is borrowing a load of components from the mountain bike side. And I can't imagine that one would come without the other. Okay. So if it doesn't come for the mountain bike stuff, it would be hard to see it coming for the gravel stuff, especially if they're, you know, making the same bodies. They won't want to make it just for one group set, you know. That's a lot of cost without taking up a load of market. Yeah, and I think that's been a, a clear kind of trend from Shimano in the last couple of years to share components across uh, various disciplines, you know, even sort of Dura-Ace, the road group set, for example, uh, shares a chain with XTR, its kind of top-level uh, cross-country mountain bike group set. And for a while, they were also sharing rotors, although the CL900 rotors have recently been released for the Dura-Ace group set. So, yeah, I think that's right. And actually, you know, that's kind of a kind of leads us on to a good point, really, that um, a lot of this new GRX stuff, if you, you know, go to bikeradar.com and look at the pictures, um, does have you know, other than the fact that, as you say, that some parts are literally carried over straight from the mountain bike group set. Some of the, the rear derailleur, for example, looks very much like a Shimano mountain bike rear derailleur. Is that just another straight carryover or are there yeah. any differences? There's, there, there are, in fact, it's more carryover than anything is new. The, the shifters are pretty much a carryover. They've just got different internals to make them 12 speed um, and, you know, maximize the pull ratios for those massive rear derailleurs the rear derailleurs pretty much come over from uh from the mountain bike stuff they've got a slightly uh, differently tuned um clutch system in there is there a different cable pull ratio from the mountain bike stuff yes yeah so they were saying to me that they, they would have done if they could and then you could have used flat bar shifters mm. but they just couldn't make the um, the cable pull ratios work because mountain bike cable pull ratios are pretty massive. Mm. Could you run a kind of mullet setup where you put a, put the actual mountain bike gubbins at the back and have them flat have flat trigger shifters at the front? 
Ooh, I don't know. I think in theory you probably could. So I think what I think what from from my understanding of it is that you you can't if you have if you want flat shifters at the front you basically have to use a mountain bike rear derailleur. Right. Yes. And if you want drop bar shifters you have to use a GRX rear derailleur. Okay. Now essentially, okay. it doesn't really it doesn't in terms of like what it what either one would give you because they both share the same cassette. Yeah. You know the 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 fifty one mm. tooth big cog is the same whether you run a GRX or a an XTR rear derailleur, uh, but you they are not cross-compatible in the sense that if you wanted to swap to flat bar shifters, you'd then have to swap to a mountain bike rear derailleur. Yeah, so you've got to, so, front, you've got to match the, the touch point at the front with the, with the, tu- with the rear derailleur yeah, at the back. Yeah, but yeah. you're not getting any more, you know, it's not, if, you, if you're running, say, drop bar shift, GRX shifters, and you want more range at the back, and you're thinking, well, maybe I'll run around mountain bike rear derailleur, That's not there work. is no more rear derailleur. No. There's no, sorry, there's no more capacity to get through switching to a mountain bike rear derailleur anymore because the new GRX one is essentially that mountain bike derailleur with a bigger, with the, you know, the the cable pool for drop bar shifters. Okay. I mean, they, they, they would have done if they could, but I, yeah, I don't think there was any, any space in the, uh, in the levers to actually do it. As yeah, they may not have wanted to cannibalize, you know, each each other. You know, they can pull as we've said, they're pulling over a lot of componentry from mountain biking to this gravel group mm-hmm. set. But what you don't want to do, I guess, is make it just the same and for everything to be totally intercompatible. Because if you do, then you just buy one setup and then the other one dies off. So in a funny sort of way, I think the position it kind of works from Shimano's point of view, but I can totally understand why people may think it's just not innovating at all and all they've done is ported stuff over just to do it as cheaply as possible. I can understand that point of view, mm. but there there is a lot of sense to it at the same time, especially in a business, you know, in, in a world right now where the costs are increasing. Yeah, for big businesses as well as for for the little guys like us. Yeah, there, there is a bit of a price hike over yeah. the old 11-speed stuff as well, which does make the use of so many components from the mountain bike side seem maybe a little bit lazy, but... I mean, costs have gone up so much since GRX was launched in, what, 2019? Yeah, yeah. So how much of those costs are actually just inflation and just everything, like shipping costs getting going crazy? Going crazy twice as much, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I want, you know, I want to get your kind of just general take on it in a minute as well, Liam. But I think, you know, one of the points you made in your review that was quite interesting was that, yeah, because on the front, on the face of it, it might seem a little bit lazy that Shimano is just reusing a kind of a lot of existing mountain bike components. But it does also mean that, um, you know, a lot of these parts have been in production for a long time and there should be, you know, decent supply of this stuff as well. And that has been a problem, you know, we've seen with recent Shimano launches in the last few years when there have been supply chain disruptions that, you know, Durace, for example, we kind of unveiled it on Bike Radar maybe in 2021, something like that. But mm. like, you know, we didn't start seeing group sets filter through for a while and like part availability. You know, if they'd introduced a whole load of new inventory, would we actually be able to ride this group set anytime soon? Maybe not. So it, it, do you think it's kind of a good thing on balance? To be honest, I think if you're a buyer looking at this group set, it's fabulous. Go go and buy an M8100 cassette because it will be on a discount. Go and buy the chain. You know, all a lot of these things are already discounted. Yeah. So so you can go and pick it up for a 
bit less money. And would and we have wanted, say, an 11 to 51 cassette that was GRX specific oh God, instead? No. Would that have, you know, is the alternative, would that have really been preferable? No, because I think they've done it in a way that actually works really, really well down at the 10 tooth. Um, it's one of the highlights of this group set for me. There's no kind of wavering down in that in that cog it it just shifts so give us give us your kind of overall impressions then of the new group set you know do you think it's enough of an upgrade and were there any kind of highs and lows i think i think the unstoppable version really stands out for me um i think the two by ratio uh, on the on the chain set two by chain set the 4831 teeth that that's really good that shows that they're they're offering you proper big changes in chain rings which people will use you know um so those are two things the the breaking for me is fabulous these group sets are using the new cl 800 rotors yeah the ultegra spec ones that i think yeah. i've got on a test bike right now yeah those they're are great, aren't they? fabulous really good they very, very do good. not make a noise and that's that's really nice just for day-to-day living like i've got the mt 800s whatever yeah or no the 900s -900s, and they make noise and they warp and it's annoying yeah so yeah so just for those who aren't aware shimano basically when it launched 105 di2 kind of quietly at the same time uh released a uh, set of durace and ultegra level uh, specific disc brake rotors and essentially they're just kind of slightly heavier <laughs> I think they kind of updated the carrier made them slightly heavier uh, the old MT800 and MT900 rotors which were borrowed from uh, you know, Shimano's mountain bike group sets you know they're, they're very good they have excellent stopping power but they did have a tendency to kind of warp a little bit under heavy braking and even it wasn't you know it, it even for me who i weigh sort of 65 kilos or so you know you can go down a kind of 200 meter hill and at the bottom of the hill your rotor will be kind of going scrape 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 for yeah. just just yeah. for a few seconds yeah, it's yeah. You know, no big deal but it, you know obviously if you do longer descents it might be even worse but i certainly i would agree that i have tested the cl 900 rotors and um yeah, they're much quieter, and in wet weather as well, they are they they don't squeal as much, and they go back to being quiet much much quicker. So mm. I agree. Yeah. So in terms of the rest of the group set, the shifting is very smooth across the cassette. Like even at the ex- extremes, you're getting fast, accurate shifting. Um, it has been quiet. I think it's just very Shimano. They've they've done it really really well, and they've been relatively sensible. And it might not seem like, wow, in terms of new products, but it it all works and it's available, which I quite, <laughs> which weirdly in the bike industry these days is a positive. It's a positive thing, yeah. Not an expectation, but a real positive yeah. thing. Yeah. Is there anything you you didn't really like? I think they've missed a massive chance to bring the um, the the shifter body size of the mechanical stuff in more into line. With the DI2 stuff, uh, these it's enormous, are isn't it? Like, like to they, look at it, but like yeah, it's, it's like just, it puts you in mind of like yesteryear of kind of brake levers where they just stuck out the top. They're still just they're the same, bulbous. essentially they're the same shape they as are. they were previously, isn't okay. it? Okay, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. I've I've got a couple of gripes with the availability of uh, mm. chains. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, crank length options. These go down only to 170, which, you know, if you're a shorter rider might be an issue. And there's no power meter option 
because Shimano can't do power meters. They don't seem to believe him. Well, I mean, they just don't seem to. They're not. They're not pushing it in the same rate. Yeah, SRAM has a power meter basically at every single level now, Mm. don't they? For their kind of road and gravel bike group sets, and I guess Shimano just doesn't doesn't believe in power meters to the to the same degree. Um, Which yeah, I think is a little a little bit sad because ultimately, if if you then yeah, if you want a power meter on your GRX group set, you're going to have to go to four I or stages, or you know, run a kind of Garmin or SRM uh, pedal or something like that. Uh, you know, I, yeah, maybe Shimano just doesn't think the market is big enough. But mm. yeah, still no GRX parameter. What do you think about the new GRX Ash? Any kind of overall thoughts? I am aware you haven't tested it yet, but what's your kind of instinct as Bike Radar's senior technical editor? Um, my instinct is that. I, I I must say I'm slightly disappointed by it in the sense that I, I can see it probably moves things forward, but you're going to have to go and ride it to find to find out whether it's moved things forward. Like when you look at, you know, we'll present it in, as, in the best way that we can. And I've read the news story in the review already and so on when we record this. And sure, I can see and read. There's been lots of lots of great improvements, but you know that doesn't translate visually to me somehow. It doesn't. I I can't I can't say yes. That's the group set I now want. I'm still in my heart of hearts. You know, I've ridden old GRX and I've ridden various iterations of uh, SRAM uh, one by setups where it's been fitted to a gravel bike before, and I'm still leaning myself towards SRAM based on the ex- body of experience personally that I've got. Um, but you know, I'm looking forward to testing it. I think I've got to I've got to withhold judgment before I sort of I, I sort of you know lay my hat down on a on a particular shall we say in inverted commas side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I think I need to I need to try it out for real, and I think that'll be the case for a lot of people who maybe want to get hands on in a bike shop. And I th- you know, mm. bike shops will do well if they want to shift these and bikes with them. They'll be do well to have them set up on a bike and being able to show off you know show off the group set mm. for sure. I, I think the bike shop thing is where Shimano re- will really win with this group set mm-hmm. because now they have an option for every bike in that shop, every gravel bike in that shop. You want two bike? Yeah, we got it. You want one by with racers gears? Yeah, we got it. And it's wide range and it's one tooth wider than SRAM, <laughs> which I, they told me that they did. Uh, is it because SRAM's cassette SRAM. goes up to 10 to 50? Is that right? Yeah, uh, it's 10. So, sorry. Shimano's the, is 10 to 51 and SRAM's is 10 to 50. Is that right? In the, the middle group set. Oh, okay. So the 10 to 45 is one oh, tooth see. wider than SRAM's, <laughs> which they obviously did just to spite SRAM. And it's got nothing to do with them already making that cassette. Uh, nothing at all. Yeah, it's in the bike shop because the bike salesperson will be able to say, yes, we've got that with Shimano. And we got it with SRAM. Who knows? Okay. And the, and the one thing, the one other thing, obviously, I'm slightly disappointed by is that we're not. I think for me, I I, I would like to have seen a GRX Di2. I still hope we will see a GRX Di2. Interesting stat on this. Yeah, go on. Seventy percent of say or over seventy percent of sales, Shimano said, were mechanical in the gravel market, and that's why they are leading. Yeah. With mechanical. Which okay, okay, suggests to me yeah, yeah. that DI2 might. Well, they haven't. I'm presuming since you asked the question, they haven't said no, it's not coming. Yeah. Okay. As as ever, they were being very Shimano, being very tight lipped, <laughs> using very, very dull language, which is just no fun for anyone. No, we'll watch this space then. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all fantastic. Let's move on to 105 
R7 100 mechanical then. Now this is Shimano's new 12-speed 105 mechanical group set. Now we saw a few leaks online earlier this year and we also happened to spot it on a bike at Eurobike as well. So we did know this one was coming, but it's finally official. And uh, yeah, as we kind of suspected, it's a 12-speed version of Shimano's kind of mid-range road group set 105. Um, it shares a kind of number of components with Shimano 105 Di2 R7 150, which I think, you know, isn't any surprise to anyone because, you know, as with Dura Ace 9 100 and Ultegra R8000, you know, those, those mechanical and Di2 group sets always shared components, yeah. so I don't think that's anything new. Mm -hmm. A full group set is claimed to weigh 2,845 grams, depending on the spec, of course, and that's without cables or hoses. Now, 105 Di2 is 2,950 grams all in, and we know that because we weighed our very own group set, which we happily got our lovely mechanic to strip off a bike so that we could weigh <laughs> and it then put and then put off. straight back on after we'd weighed it but it was worth it of course because we got that figure the rrp for a complete shimano 105 r7 100 group set is 986 pounds and 91 pence unfortunately at the time of recording we don't have international pricing but we will endeavor to get that so do visit bikeradar.com if you don't live in the uk now as with 105 di2 shimano is not offering rim brakes with really? 12 speed, no, no rim brakes uh, with 12 speed mechanical 105. And as with GRX, the shifter shape is essentially unchanged. Now, Shimano has said that it has tweaked the kind of the shape of the lever, which effectively reduces the reach to the le brake lever from the hoods. But the kind of overall, the shifter size, the shift of uh, aesthetics, the visuals haven't really changed. Now, uh, is that compared to old? 105 yes. mechanical. Yes, that's okay. right. So there's no kind of, just like with GRX we just discussed, there's no kind of convergence between 105 Di2 and 105 mechanical 12-speed sure. in terms okay. of the shifter ergonomics. Now, I should say, before we kind of discuss this, that we haven't had a chance to ride this. Hopefully we will do very soon. Shimano hasn't really listed any specific improvements to shifting speed or quality. So really, the kind of the major change here is that the, you know, the, the right-hand shifter and the rear derailleur can now do 12 speed. So how do we kind of feel about this? I'll throw this over to you first, Ash. Well, with the experience of having done a couple of, well, done a, a 105 mechanical bike group test uh, last year and have tested another couple of bikes since then with that old group set on it, um, I I have to say I, I, I wouldn't be rushing out to buy this new group set if I were already on um, running 105 mechanical as long as everything was in perfect working order or good working order. You know, I've never actually, I've never subscribed that 12 speed was that was always necessary. 11 speed was more than enough for me. Um, so, you know, if I'm, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not convinced this is, a, this is, you know, that big a launch. And maybe it's unsurprising that Shimano hasn't really pulled out all the stops to shout that much about it, to be honest. I mean, obviously 105 DI2 before was... Uh, you know, a step change that it brought DI2 shifting to the 105 level. I'm currently doing a review on that right now. You'll be able to read that very soon as well. But yeah, it's it's just, it just feels like, you know, filling a hole essentially and just, you know, meet, trying to meet a need. But I think, I th don't, don't think Shimano has gone far enough here. I think Shimano could have done better because we have to remember this is the flagship uh, mechanical shifting road group set now that it offers. Um, if you if you discount the sort of floating around the R R eight thousand group set that's still floating around the Altegra badge group set, um, so yeah, it's certainly the the flagship twelve speed 
mechanical group set. So I'm I'm if I were buying a brand new bike and I'm not going to have much of a choice, then yeah, sure, happily give it a go and have it. Like there's nothing wrong with the original 105 group set anyway. If you if you're happy with mechanical shifting, so I don't necessarily I don't see a problem from that point of view. But it, it you know, if if you're like me and you don't think that 12 speed is going to change your world, then the group set's not going to change your world. Yeah, I, I I kind of don't know how to feel about this because I think, you know, I think it's a, a, a kind of sitting here thinking, well, you know, Shimano hasn't listed any specific improvements to, you know, to show the shifting speed or the shifting quality. And on paper, that doesn't sound great. But then, you know, you and I have discussed before, Ash, that, mm. you know, we think 11 speed 105 is fantastic, really. <laughs> and of yeah. course, it, you know, it's relatively heavier than Altegra or Durace were um, in terms of mechanical, but you know, it was much cheaper. I, I think it's easy to be, you know, I think, you know, so I'm, I'm being a bit of a magpie in that I want something shiny, I want something new. And I think similar to my feelings about the latest GRX, I, I'm kind of sitting here thinking, I just wanted more of a visual change. You know, yeah. I wanted the ergonomics of the shifters, which I felt were the kind of the biggest, you know, negative. It's not a huge negative. The shifters are still ergonomically very good, but they don't look incredible. They're, they're, they're pretty bulbous. The chainset's changed as well, hasn't it? It's got that kind of more symmetrical design. Yeah, the Holotech um, body has changed. Yeah, so that's but that's you know that's a new part from 105 Di2. So I feel yeah, like I've seen over. that already. You know, yeah, the chain, yeah. the disc brake rotors, the brakes, the crank set. You know, those parts were all ported over. The front derailleur has has a, has had a minor aesthetic update, but Shimano isn't claiming that it's improved its performance. It's just been sort of optimized to work with the new system. I do think one of the things that is quite nice about the new group set is the is the ability to use a wider 11 to 36 tooth cassette whereas that wasn't possible with the 11 speed one and i do think the 12 speed cassettes have better gear progression than the 11 speed ones for yeah, example for sure. yeah sure there's, there's definitely an argument for that the 11 to 34 tooth cassette in the 11 speed tier the progression is very even and yes. it's and it's rubbish and i don't like it but but that you know <laughs> but you know that would have been i think you could solve that by switching to a 11 speed sram cassette for example yeah so uh, i don't know if that would be enough to sway me to buy a whole new group set yeah and I, again this will be well which side of the fence you sit it never bothered me the, the progressions didn't really bother me that much um what i wanted was when i was running a, the old 105 group set i wanted to be able to get into the easiest gear if i cuz usually i ran that group set on a winter bike I wasn't particularly fit when I was when I'm riding it. You know, I've done a few fewer miles. I'm going riding up steeper hills, longer days. You know, I didn't particularly care whether the progression was any less. I just wanted to get to the easiest gear a little bit quicker. And so having slightly bigger steps in some areas was okay for me. But then, you know, that's you know, it, it, it's your perspective. It, and and for you, Simon, if it's different, then that's totally fine. But you know, if you're from your side, then maybe you you'd lean a bit heavier into twelve speed because it gives you that option. But but for me, it was never an issue. I'm going to give you a hot take without having even seen a picture of it. <laughs> Fair enough. If you're a current 11-speed 105 user, go and buy the brake calipers, buy a set of the CL800 rotors, have nicer braking in your life, and that's pretty much it. Interesting. Hot yeah, I take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's worth pointing out that actually the um, the Shimano 105 levers don't get servo wave technology. They do get the 10% no. wider pad spacing, but they don't get servo wave, which the Ultegra and Dura Ace uh, levers get. Now, according to Shimano, servo wave basically 
gives the levers a kind of non-linear relationship between the amount of lever pull and the kind of force that the calipers exert on the rotor. So as you pull the lever harder, the, the calipers exert even more power. This, is, this was but, the massive thing that was missing for me on 105DI2, and it's why I wouldn't buy it as a group set, because you're paying so much, and yet Shimano is still withholding some tech from you. Go and buy Altegra. If, if you want the real good group set right now, Altegra is where it's at just because of servo wave and it is genuinely really really nice especially if you ride a lot of steep descents which living in bath i <laughs> you better hope that my review doesn't contradict that then oh but it's we, fine we to can, have different we'll of course yes, can, of course can, it is and we can do what zuckerberg and musk are doing just have a cage fight about it <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> be fine I'd love to see it no it, it also, again it's it's you know we're talking about margins here i think but they make a bigger difference to many riders and, and less a difference to others mm. so uh, it's it shouldn't be seen as a deal breaker I don't think but again we haven't ridden this group this group set and uh, as soon as we finish recording this podcast I'm going to go and send an email to Distributors Madison and see if I can get a hold of one so uh, yeah we want to get one as soon as we can and get it reviewed for sure so that you know the guys at home know you know they know what they're buying if they do decide to upgrade I think to kind of go back to your point, Liam, that you made about GRX, you know, maybe winning in the bike shop, I think that's kind of where this group set is going to lie, where it's not um, a kind of a big shiny launch that has a a load of new bells and whistles. But as it just kind of filters through onto new bikes, you know, riders are getting an extra cog. They automatically, you know, Shimano is getting rid of the uh, short cage rear derailleur, for example, with 105 12 speed mechanical, yeah. and they're just moving to a medium cage rear derailleur. And that's something that, you know, when you did your kind of uh, group reviews of 105 bikes that we kind of talked about that you, know, you would get all of these like a Trek Monda, and it would come with a short cage rear derailleur, which limits you to an 11 to 30 tooth cassette. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and then if you want to go bigger, you have to buy a whole new rear derailleur, a whole new chain, mm. you know, all of that sort of stuff. And and actually, like, just just have one rear derailleur that works with all the cassettes in the range. We don't need two because the shifting improvements from a shorter mm. cage rear derailleur are, to me, undetectable. <laughs> yeah. You can really see that Shimano is trying to consolidate its manufacturing process. Yeah. It really is trying to streamline it. But I think that's fine because they have such a big range that actually maybe maybe that's maybe that's kind of timely. And actually, if it simplifies things mm. in in the bike shop for the consumer, the consumer goes in and yeah, they don't have to then they come back and say, oh, you know, I'm actually going to go out for a trip to the Alps with my you know my brand new Trek Amanda, and and I'd like to fit a bigger cassette so I can go up the hills a little bit easier. And the guy goes, <laughs> oh well, in that case, you're going to need not just a new cassette, but also a new rear derailleur and a new chain. So actually, that that part that you looked up online and you thought was you know 45 pounds well actually this whole thing going to cost you 150 pounds plus labor yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so i think from that point of view it, you know it kind of simplifies the system for the consumer the consumer gets one extra cog you know they're not moving to a micro spline free hub with this it's kind of still it's the same 105 cassettes as on 105 di2 which work with a standard shimano hg free hub so you know it will work with your existing wheels assuming they're 11 speed compatible you know if the ergonomics haven't changed you know uh, there probably aren't too many people buying a whole 105 group set just off the peg you're probably getting it on a on a bike right so in that sense you know you're probably unlikely to be coming off 105 di2 or off durace or Ortega yeah, di2 so yeah. maybe it's not something you're going to miss because you don't necessarily know what you're missing out on and then it still offers that upgrade path of like well if i want to upgrade to 105 di2 mm-hmm. then at least there's going to be something 
that I'm going to get for doing so. I, I kind of, you know, I, I, I do think, you know, when we have seen SRAM with its apex mechanical group set bring the, sh- the shape of the shifters and the kind of aesthetics of the shifters much closer to its uh, wireless axis ones, I do think that it's a shame that Shimano hasn't, hasn't done something in that area just to kind of offer, you know, the magpie journalist like us a little, a little bauble to put in our nests. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good, point. And a good analogy as well. Uh, right. It's getting there. It's getting there, isn't it? Um, Feels like Christmas out there. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think, I think consumers or, you know, if you're listening at home and wondering whether you want to upgrade or not, I think sometimes aesthetic improvements and, and ergonomic improvements as well actually make a, you know, a really big difference. The, the thing I enjoyed about the previous 105 mechanical, you know, group set was that they had for that iteration had really cut down on the hood shape and the size and made it much 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 nicer to hold like you know it's almost it's almost Ultegra and Dual Race in shape you know and that hasn't happened here now I think the gap is far smaller anyway to be honest we're not we're not talking about something that was previously rubbish and is now still rubbish you know it was good before it's now it's still good, yeah. You know, um, yeah. so you know we we are splitting hairs to a degree, but again, you know, you want to see improvements uh, across the board, and I think as well, you know, Shimano knows that 105 is, or at least historically, has been its best selling group set across across the performance group sets. Historically, it's a bit different now because you only get Di2 for Dual Race and Ultegra and so on. So. And now you're going to get mechanical at 105, so you know maybe it's weighted in its favour a little bit now. Um, but yeah, it's as I say, we're 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 kind of landing on the on this, we're waffling around the point, and essentially it's we're not quite sure until we get hold of it, and yeah. then I'll be able to tell you whether it's better or worse or worth upgrading or not. We suspect possibly not, suspect, but that's that's all um, you know supposition at this stage. I think it will kind of depend as well on on what kind of bikes it ends up being spec to. Yes, yeah, and it, the prices you pay yeah, for those bikes. Exactly, yeah. because you know, whilst we've said it's kind of just you know nine hundred eighty six pounds and ninety one pence for a complete group set, the reality is that most people are going to be buying this on a bike, and if it turns out those bikes you know are very cheap, then mm. actually, you know, this is still going to be a fantastic buy. And and like you said, Ash, you know, it, we we have waxed lyrical about the performance of eleven speed one hundred five. So if this is just kind of continuing that theme, but you know, adding an extra cog. And just making it, you know, kind of slightly more refined, you know, that doesn't make that doesn't mean it's bad just because we're sort of, you know, there's there's not as much new stuff as as kind of as greedy boys would hope for. Yeah, yeah, and I think fundamentally as well, I like to still see a manufacturer making a road group set that's mechanical mm. rather than just you know. Uh, you know, electronic, for example, or you know, the top three levels of SRAM group sets all only. Um, electronic um, and 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 so it's, it's nice to see at least at this level there's a mechanical option still I really enjoy the feel of a of a mechanic of a well set up and well tuned mechanical group set there's nothing wrong with it it feels quite manual it's a bit like driving a manual car in a funny sort of way and we yeah so I, I just that, that's I, I like to see it whether or not that's the future is, is a wholly different question well it is still significantly cheaper I mean mm. in terms of RRPs um, 105 Di2 has an RRP of 1700 £130, so the new mechanical uh, 105 is £740 cheaper. Now, of course, you know, as always, Shimano RRPs don't necessarily reflect real-world prices, so the gap may be different than your preferred retailer, but normally the gap kind of holds and the prices just come down. So, 
you know, it is substantially, it's a, it's a much cheaper way to get into a two by 12 speed system system for your road bike. And, you know, we, we kind of said, we say all the time that, you know, fancy gears don't make you any faster, even if they do no, feel nice. No, it's true. And actually that, that difference in price is, is substantial compared to where it used to be, where you were going from um, mechanical to, to, you know, DI2 shifting or electronic shifting. I think that's a bigger gap than we've seen previously. So, um, it, it would appear somewhere along the line some of those savings that Shimano might have made have made it to, to this group set, which I like to see, but, you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And of course, if you want the full rundown on both the new Shimano 12-speed GRX group sets and the new 12-speed 105 R7100 mechanical group sets, the best place to read about them is, of course, bikeradar.com. If you do have any comments or questions, you can drop us an email at podcast at bikeradar.com or leave us a comment on one of the articles on site, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. As always, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more episodes like this. And if you're feeling very generous, leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice as that helps us reach more avid cyclists. And with that, thank you very much, Liam. Thank you very much, Ash. No worries. Thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Bike Radar Podcast. If you've not done so already, please subscribe and share with your friends or leave us a rating if you've enjoyed this episode. 